0: Well yeah man, first off, i we to welcome you to the show. Um, I think you know because it it's uh, you know I cut it up pretty well, so you know we can. I don't like having anything in there about people's kids and shit like that. Because a lot of people, it's no, it's not no one's business. You know what I mean? I like really it's not, man. It's 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 if people want it to be, they 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 can. But I honestly I just don't feel like it is. People ask me if I have kids. I'm like it's none of your business if I do. <laughs> like what are you gonna do? Feed them? Ah! So yeah, man. First, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show, dude. This is uh, this is gonna be dope. I'm really stoked on this. This is a um, good thing. You know, I met you for the first time at um Huntington High. Okay. It's really? Yeah, it was uh, I think I was there with Chris Ortiz. Maybe Brad Hayes and someone, and I want to say Becky Howard up the stage. Something crazy. It was a long time ago, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super long time. It's like '93. I want to say '92,
1: '93. Yeah, we used to take the bus down there just to go skate Huntington High.
0: Did you? From uh, where were you? Where were you living at that, at that time?
1: We were up in La Habra, and uh, every weekend we'd take the 29A bus down Beach Boulevard, and it dropped you off right in front of uh, Huntington High. Pretty much the bus stop was where the skate park ended up. That's where you get dropped off, and then you just skate from
0: there, I think. Yeah, they used to have a bus stop in front of the park, and that was not a good idea. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, nothing good happens at bus stops. When they first put the park in,
1: all the walls were those, like, rough cinder blocks. So every time your board shot out, it just wrecked your nose or your tail. We always thought that (laughs) that the skate shops put it in. You know? it's <laughs> wrecking everything.
0: You know it's crazy you say that? Um that um I don't know if you ever heard this rumor that what's the dude's name? He was an old freestyle guy. Was it Kevin Harris? Kevin Harris. Yeah. A uh, guy from Canada. I've always heard the rumor, and I don't know if it's true or not, that he in the
1: skate stoppers? Yes. Yeah. I've heard the rumor too, but I think it is just that a rumor. You know, okay. I don't I don't know where that kind of stuff starts, but someone said it and then someone else told
0: someone else,
1: and then everyone knows it, but I don't think it's true.
0: You know, it's funny, though, because he owned a skate park. So yeah. that's, why, you know, that's why the ruler would grow legs, you know. Uh, right. skate I mean, just life's like that in general. People are still like that. You know, you can yeah. tell, You tell, like, I can have this conversation with you, and someone can listen to us talking, and it can turn into 50 different things from there.
1: Just People yeah. are
0: just stuck, you know, how it is. But, uh, I think
1: someone yeah, from Canada that knew Kevin Harris was able to confirm that that's not true.
0: That's great yeah. to know.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. great to know. because I'm so uh,
0: hating on him for skate stoppers.
1: You can yeah, still give them black a, for
0: freestyle, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can hate on him for freestyling, not the skate stoppers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you can't really hate on them for freestyling, you know, you think about it. I know, you know I'm just kidding. You know, if it, if it weren't for him and what he wanted to do with, you know, what he got from skateboarding, he build yeah. a, pl- a place for everyone. You know, we had Colin McKay and Rob and, you know, fucking uh, Moses. All those guys came from Kevin Harris.
1: Everybody you know? knows that the freestylers rule the skate industry, so.
0: Yeah, know, that. We have
1: yeah,
0: a that, lot. That, I think that hurts a lot of people's feelings. You know what I mean? It's just the truth, <laughs>
1: yeah. Freestylers run everything.
0: And yeah, if they you pray. don't
1: know that, now you know. It's WCRP.
0: And they used they used to laugh at them dudes. That's what's so funny. It's like who's laughing yeah. now? They're like begging them dudes and reissuing their boards and all this. That shit is just it's just funny how life's a handle handle you. Uh, you know, karma's a funny thing, man. Yeah, they got they got lucky that
1: it got phased out so soon. If it had done better, then they'd still have hung on and done it. But when
0: it died, they had to do something else. They became industry. Mogul You know, I think that's what separated a lot of those guys back then. Is, uh, you know, a lot of those guys weren't very business-minded. And you got guys like now, you know, like like Jeff Taylor. Jeff Taylor was a, I think Jeff Taylor's a great example of that because yeah. he was sort of a mini-ramp guy if you think about it. Like, he came out, he won the NSA mini-ramp finals and, and there was clearly a mini-ramp age of skateboarding. You know, it was huge. And, uh, and he just kind of took that and, you know, he was a good street skater too, but he, he, had yeah. a, he had a great business mind the whole time.
1: For a while, where he was still skating and riding for companies, but also working for companies and just getting his foot in the door. Yeah. And then he was able to just walk right in and keep going. That's but a, he had a mean switch flip if you paid attention. He had a really good switch flip, surprisingly good, for the type of <laughs> skater he was, you know?
0: I mean, yeah. you know what's crazy, though? I, that doesn't surprise me because if you skate a lot of transitions, you have great foot placement. And, and that mm-hmm. trick... All about foot placement, man. That's one thing That's I do. True. It's it's all about your foot placement. If you can, if you're comfortable on your skateboard, you got that trick like it's nothing, man. Um, I always want to talk to you about, you know, uh, blackhead. How did uh um, yeah. how did you line up with those dudes? Was that with Ryan Cameron? how did you line up with that? That came from
1: uh, going to that Visalia, the YMCA skate camp. So, I guess uh. It was Kevin Bergfold. Dave Bergfold's brother was working at the skate camp the year that me and Jonas went there in like '90 90 or '91, and they told us to just make a sponsory tape and give it to him so he could give it down to Dave. So that's kind of the line that that followed. So we did. Oh wow! Yeah,
0: that was '91.
1: Yeah, it was pretty early when we were there, and then um. Yeah, we. I brought my sponsor tape down to the ASR trade show, yeah, like around 91, after we got back from all that. I actually showed my tape to a couple um, companies down there, and I ended up showing it to the guys at Black Label, too. So it was like John Lucero and uh, Jeff Grosso just hanging out in their booth. I showed them the tape, and they were like, all right, you know, we can start you off on some flow kind of deal, and they gave me a couple decks on the spot. So I'm walking around with my Black Label decks, like, all right, this is cool. I run into Dave Berchtold and, um, and Laban. And Laban had seen my tape and they talked to me about riding for Blockhead and told me that they were just going to start filming for their new video, which ended up being a uh, recycled rubbish. I ended up getting a part in that. But like they, uh, just said, Hey, we're going to start filming this video and you can actually be on the team right now. Come see us and we'll go film together. I'm like, all right. And I knew Laban, um, from Adventures in Cheese and some other Blockhead videos. So it just seemed like the right thing to do to hop on with them. So I ended up walking back to the booth and giving John Lucero the decks back. Like, hey, I want to run with these guys and film a video part. So I gave him back the, the decks, and they were always blown away by that. Like, You didn't have to give them back, you know. It's like, well, I'll be riding blockhead decks anyway. So here you go. I didn't want to you know, take anything from you guys
0: and give it back. Wow. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So I got on both teams the same day. But I had to make a decision and just ran with buckets. It's WCRP.
0: You know that's funny, man. Because uh, first off, ASR was weird. That was man. I like you. Like I feel like there's just like a weird era of skating that not only from the mid '80s to the early '90s, and then you know, like there was kind of a little freeze between 91 and 93. There was a lot going on, but there was also that time where no one was really going to contests and everyone was really depending on sponsoring tapes and tapes and just trying to, you know, reformat their companies. Yeah. And then, uh you know, like ASR and all that was a huge, that was, I can't, I, w- I always try to explain that to people. Like it, it wasn't like walking into like a record convention where like you have a demo tape, right? That was, that was, <laughs> That was insane, you know. It was like because there's people coming from all over, and it was it wasn't a place to be seen. But if you were serious about getting on, like you said, man, if you were serious about getting on, that's where you went. And, yeah. You know, like you, that's where that's where you went. And then to add to what you were saying, what, what's really cool, I think, what's really honorable about what you did, because a lot of people go to and still would go to train shows probably to stay to load up on equipment. You know, to right. load up all get all stuff. the gear. Yeah. Get out of free gear, you know, and then I always felt like the dudes that were just kind of there. Either you know, at one point, people just went to party, and I was one of those people, clearly. <laughs> yeah. But um, there was just a point where like people would just go there and load up on stuff, man. It was like the place to go and like get free stuff or get sponsored. Yeah. There was nothing was more game. than. That.
1: People would go through and just see what they could get from different companies, and there were random companies that would give you all kinds of stuff, too. I remember people going through with bags and stuff just getting whatever they could. That was part of the game.
0: Just so much stuff, man. And, like, there's probably just so much stuff just from back then. Like, you know, like, promo stuff that's so cool that someone's got that you guys, like, you just have no idea. Like, like stuff from, like, a booth and stuff. I remember they had, like, a in the mid-'90s to late-'90s, man, they had all the crazy booths, like D.C. and Black Blackflaws, had the gambling in their booths the strippers. Yeah, I remember there crazy. were a couple,
1: like, where they built a two-story booth? They had stuff going on upstairs. They had all kinds of crazy ones.
0: Yeah, that was, that was at one point, that was no place to bring a teenager, let's be serious.
1: <laughs> Also, one of yeah. the epic ones was when uh, World Industries just hired two bums to be in the booth, and they just decorated it all, like, trash and stuff and uh they got kicked out but that that was their booth one year
0: they just hired two bums to sit in the booth that's fucking amazing you know yeah. he did that freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: wcrp yep yeah. well, Rocco had a different mindset you know he's always trying to stir something up you know, be controversial, but in the in the funnest way possible. You know,
0: so, he was mixing so George, it up. I, I, I love Rocker. Dude. I think he's he's a funny guy. He was it needed that skateboarding needed that because um, I don't I don't I don't know if he got a chance to hear Mark Hines' from his interview, but I spoke about a couple of times. Like skateboarding became very quicky and it became right. almost like the it became like a high school, man. It became more yeah. like high school. And, and skateboarding was our escape from things like high school where you'd obviously sc- scrutinized for the way you dressed or, you know, it was just kind of, it was our little thing and then became a little clicky in our little thing and became really quick. And uh, it's just, it's very weird that, um you know, like those guys came out on top, especially after that, because I just didn't see it going, you know, and like it needed someone to make fun of those dudes i really think it did because those guys everyone was feeling themselves man you know like everyone was like too cool and like they thought they had the skateboarding was away and it wasn't very open it wasn't you know it wasn't it just was it was just like here are the guys here's what's good and you didn't really know what was going on besides what they were telling you they you know they gave a fresh new look a fresh face and you know, they didn't make it seem so serious, and that was cool. I think we needed that, man. Well, and it brought it
1: to, like, a street level to where any kid could make it, you know? Yes. Uh, before that, it was, like, Burt Ramps and all this other stuff that you would need to come up and uh, all contests and, you know, high-budget videos, and World Industries comes in, and you've got kids you've never even heard of that become household names you know, all through the 90s. They, just, they brought up yeah. some
0: real kids and made them superstars, you know? I thought it was cool, too, because it showed a different size of skateboarding, which was really needed, you know? It was like, it was street skating, which was, you know, it was, you saw the Santa Cruz videos, and, you know, but you didn't see different streets and you didn't see different stuff. But he wasn't, you know what's really funny is he wasn't, he got a lot of credit for it, but you know, like, guys, like, you know, even, like, Blockhead and t and I think GNS and s had a huge foot in kicking in the door and ushering in street skating along with H Street and shit, you know, because there was just, like, yeah. H street, street skating. And it's like, no, dude, there was Blockhead. There was TNS and made sick videos back then. And, you know, even like yeah, BBC, like
1: Winona Ryder's video?
0: Yeah, dude, that was Winona. so You know, and then Sick Boys. You know, no one expected Sick Boys to come out, of there and everyone was like, whoa, what the hell? Because there's only so, you know, skateboarding only had so much of a look. So it was cool that, you know, um, that that Rocco opened it up to that. It was almost like he didn't care. He was just like, hey, here's some kids and here's some money. And that was yeah. cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. A lot of good guys came out of there. And, you know, a lot of guys probably came out of there not so happy, but that's just the way life goes as well.
1: <laughs> there and you put in the work like you would get taken care of, you know? Yeah, and, uh, that's yeah, there was a good group. Literally always,
0: that's all it was.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just go out and skate, let Sock follow you around with the camera, and you make it in the video. You know? Yeah. You keep doing that, and they'll keep putting your name on a board, and you're good. And yeah. They were even yeah. taking care of the AMs. Like, if you didn't have a board out yet, they were paying the AMs, you know, pretty early on in that, because a lot of times AMs weren't getting anything. So at least World, they'd take
0: care of them, give them a couple hundred bucks, whatever they needed to keep it rolling. And not only that, man, I say this all the time, dude. We used to be able to take thousands of dollars of projects. It's WCRP. You, you remember when we went on tour? What was that, 95, I want to say?
1: Yeah, we did a 94 and a 95 all That's, across the U.S., yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a long tour, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah, you stay the whole? You stay the whole time with us, right? Yeah, yeah. I was always okay. in it for the long haul. <laughs> I remember Kane stayed the entire time. I was speaking to him the other day, and Kane Gale stayed the whole time. Uh, I think Lavar stayed the whole time. I want to say. Yep, Gideon was on there. oh Man, I wonder what happened with Gideon. What happened to that guy?
1: I ran into him not too long ago. His uh, his daughter ended up. Going to the same school as, as my son and they ended up um in the same class together. I think his daughter and my daughter ended up in the same class together. So it was like, like one of those school orientation things. Just walk in and he's like, Jeremy, I look up, oh shit, it's dude. What are you doing here? He's like, Well, that's my daughter. Oh, that's mine over there. <laughs> <It was laughs> randomly ended up in the same class. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> cool. So actually I was able to pull him out to go skating with us once too. Because uh, me and Chidito would still go skate in the mornings while the kids were in school. And then, uh, you know, after a few tries, I got Gideon to come out and skate the park with us. And he did great. I uh, haven't been on the board in years. But he had a board, set it up, and got going. Got a, got a clip of him doing a back tail. So he was stoked. <laughs> yeah, it was rad. He still got the exact same style, too. It was rad.
0: Because he was so rad. He had the... Uh... I remember the one clip he did a front blunt kick punch shove it. I'd never forget that. Such a hard trick. Oh, blockhead as you go. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think without without going well, into mental. While I was make- writing
1: for Blockhead, we put out you know the recycled rubbish part, and it was well received. But I had just gotten on, so I had like two weeks to film for that video part. But we did a lot in those two weeks. We filmed pretty much every day, and the video got edited and came out. Then we started filming for the next project, which ended up being a Debbie Does Blockhead. And by that time, we were skating and filming a lot more with them. And I ended up getting the last part in that one. And when that one was done, I was able to get a board with my name on it. So, and they let me draw my own graphic. I ended up doing a, a tribute to Dr. Seuss for my first board. And because uh, Dr. Seuss had just passed away. So I had drawn uh, a tribute to him in my art class, my high school art class. And then uh, when my board was going to come out and we needed a graphic, I was like, well, maybe I can use this for my graphic. I showed him the drawing. like, all right. We just reconfigured it, made it board shape, and that was my first board. Yeah, I got my first board and my second board were on blockhead. And then uh, while I'm in the middle of that, we even had the third board uh, drawn up and ready to go. I got a call from Markovich, and he said that he was starting a new company with him and Mark Avlo, and then they were going to call it Color and they had everything all worked out it was like just rock the bus and we'll take care of you and uh they were offering you know a decent amount compared to what i was getting and compared to what i was potentially going to be getting it was just like they were starting a brand new thing well funded we're going to do it we want this brand to be the best skateboard brand take care of our guys and all right and i just trusted markovich i always looked up to him and his skating so i was like if i have a chance to do this and be a part of something new let's do it it'll be our own thing so we just made that call and went for it